Winston Peters hardly needs any introduction, but for the record, he grew up in Northland, holds a BA and an LLB. He entered Parliament in 1978 in the seat of Hunua and was MP for Tauranga from 1984 till 05. In 1993, Winston Peters and others formed the New Zealand First Party and in 96 won 17 seats in New Zealand's first MMP election. He's been Deputy Prime Minister, he's been Treasurer, Minister of Foreign Affairs and Minister for Racing. It is a great pleasure to welcome New Zealand First Leader Winston Peters on. For six and a song. Hello there, Winston. Fiora. Hello, how are you both? Yeah, good, thanks. Good. Doing very, very well. You know, you've got quite some citation there. You've been doing it for a long time. You're odd, 70 odd, young. We'll just leave it there, Winston. What What actually motivates you to keep going? Well, look, if you're not interested in your job, find a new one. And I learned that very <laughs> early in my life. I was a lawyer, did many other things as well. But if you don't like what you're doing, don't rumble and moan and get another job. But so, you know, I, I oh, sorry, James, you carry on. Uh, so you have not been in Parliament for the last couple of years. What have you been doing for for the, that period? Well, I set up my own business, both here and abroad, and uh, I've had more time to myself. But that's not the reason why I'm enjoying things. I get a bit of time to have time to yourself, you know, and that's uh, always very difficult in politics. It's one of the downsides, but you can't complain. Hmm. If you're in the game, you should be there 120 percent. Right. Well, interesting on that, Winston. I mean, uh, there's been a lot of talk recently about the heat that MPs and politicians are under now more than ever, particularly so for women. Have you noticed that over your extensive career in politics that women are treated more harshly in that arena than men? It depends who the woman is. It's uh, surprising, really, because you're going to get a lot of people who start you know, shouting prejudice and bias and what have you. And as someone from a Maori background, I understand a bit about it. But the point is, if you actually accept that that is going to control or determine how you behave, you've lost it before you start. People will always be biased. People will always be bigoted. Uh, but your job is to educate people to come around to the view that there are different views, different people, um, things that they should appreciate. And strangely enough, a lot of people do come around to being changed and better people. So... Mm. Uh, mm. Look, this, this has gone on for a long, long time. I've even seen some bad cases going back 30, 40 years, which is quite uh, devastating. But the reality is, uh, I think social media and the frequency has only changed, but it's no more nasty now than it has been in the past. Interesting. That's, it is interesting. Um, look, a few changes over the last uh, couple of weeks or so. So what are your thoughts uh, and predictions for the year ahead? Well, the people will be surprised in this country at uh, Jacinda Ardern's um, retirement, so to speak, from politics, but it wasn't a surprise at all, given the circumstances and given the way the last two years has unfolded. It's been pretty patchy and extreme, so that wasn't a surprise. Uh, I think, uh, how shall I put it, present company accepted, the mainstream <laughs> media did not cover themselves in glory in understanding what this is all about. Mm. Right. Has has things changed for you now with Jacinda Ardern going? Chris Hipkins is now the Prime Minister, and he's, it seems at least, whether it's bluster, who knows, but he seems to be coming much more into the centre. Uh, d- does that change things from your perspective in terms of aligning with Labour? <laughs> you can't go five years. You can't go screaming to the far left and some policies which are just weren't not acceptable. <laughs> And when you got released to be able to do that in the year 2020, you went ahead and did that. Then all of a sudden say, I'm heading back to the centre. It won't wash. It doesn't yeah. cut it. You know what I mean? It just got, uh, how shall I say, 
gets a message which does not have a foundation or a base of credibility. But mm. again, I've seen people saying that in the media, so-called political commentators, and I'm asking them, well, exactly what are you talking about? Because you cannot have arrested the attention of the country for so long and at much at sometimes hundreds of billions of dollars of cost, hundreds of millions of dollars of cost, and all of a sudden say, well, actually, I'm going to change my mind about that. The answer is, well, in this world, we're all accountable for that sort of expenditure. So where were you when these decisions were being made? Mm. Okay. Um, New Zealand First will be in the general election later on this year. Will you stand in an electorate or will you be on your list? Look, we've got all uh, meetings coming forward where decisions like that will be made across the country from the Kaitaite in the cargo. So uh, I can't answer that question now. But um, certainly the party has in its organisation all those things strategically worked out in terms of times to announce them and when and why right. and how we're going to do it. We had Simon Bridges on the show last year, Winston. We said, who's the MP you at least like to sit next to on a long-haul flight? And he said, Trevor Mallard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who is it for you that you'd least like to sit next to on a long-haul? Oh, that's really unkind. I'd rather tell you the MPs I'd rather sit next to. And they're on, then. Across the political divide as well. You know, there's been some people I've come to know, man, the year started off as bitter bit of political enemies, but ended up working together. Mike Moore was one of them. Mm. Uh, Mike Moore uh, stood out as a character that, how should I say, some very few people become better people from learning about politics. Mike Moore, though, is, the, is one of those exceptions. So Mike mm. is one. I know a lot of people across the divide, the National Labour, who I count as long-term friends. I've stood up for them in times when, you know, where they were being falsely accused being lied about. In fact, if you cannot win the argument with the truth, then Stephen lies not to get you anywhere. And I've got friends who I'll keep well after politics because of that. Yeah. Okay. Where do you get, where do you, finally before the break, because we'll come back with uh, some rapid fire questions, where do you get your energy from? I, I hope you don't think I'm being disparaging, but you are more mature now, let's put it that way, more mature. And, and and a lot of people your age would be quite content to say, I've had a really good career, it's been very successful, I'm going to go fishing. So what do you do to keep yourself animated and going? Look, I have met some fascinating people in my time. I had known and had had meetings with somebody who was 93 years of age and the Prime Minister of Malaysia. He came out came right. back, I come back after 21 years. This is one example. Mm. I've known countless people who've been around. I see Warren Buffett still running the show. That's yeah, true. And, you know, this ageism thing really worries me because, frankly, uh, if you've ever read, read Dylan Thomas's book, uh, or poem, rather, uh, about age, and it's called mm. Rage, Rage Against the Passing of a Life, you yep. got to get involved, get active, keep your mind sharp, because if you do, you'll last longer, you'll live longer. And I'll tell you something quite fascinating that I found out. Two professions live longer than any other professions worldwide. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they are, of all things, actors and politicians. And really? the answer for that, I'm told, is because they've always got something coming ahead in the diary, something to look forward to, something no. they're planning for. That's a good point. Yeah, good point. That's very interesting. Very interesting. Gonna Winston, say, well, we're... I was going to say broadcasters, but I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, we're quite, we look forward to every day, don't worry. <laughs> this is News Talk ZB. Our guest for Six in a Song is Winston Peters. Thank you again, Winston, very much for your time. No problem.
Uh, by the way, there's a text here just before we go on. James says, uh, hey, guys, what was that poem Winston me- mentioned? And it was uh, Dylan Thomas, do not go gentle into that night. The opening bit, do not gentle go into that good night. Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage, rage, rage against the dying of the light. You know the rest, don't you, Winston? It's a brilliant poem. Yep. I commend it yep. to some of your listeners. Yeah, <laughs> nice, and, yeah. nice. Right, we've got some quick fire questions here, Winston. Um, starting with, what advice would you give to your 15 year old self? I think learn to ask good questions and don't stop asking them until you find out the truth or what on earth is going on. But don't stop mm. learning how to ask good questions and stick at it. You'll find out far more than some that just believe what they're told in the first instance. Mm. Yeah, We're led to believe you live in a beautiful, beautiful part of the country. Um, but where in the world would you like to live if you had to live outside of New Zealand, Winston? Where would that be? There's some marvellous places in the world, but I'd want to live in a democracy where they had freedom and, and a, the right to have your own opinions. So it's very hard to go, honestly, past Australia, uh, oh. Sydney, someplace like that, no, no mm. Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Okay, Good. speaking of other parts in the, of the world, where was your best holiday? Uh, I never had many holidays anywhere else in the world. Uh, but I can tell you, when I was a young guy, I was sort of intent on getting an education or getting enough money to be able to go to get an education. So for years, I never went home. And then one time, I got back to the beach. And, then, and I was there for about three or four days with all the things that the beach has got to offer. And I thought to myself, you idiot. Look what you've been missing all these years. <laughs> is that Funanaki, is it? It is, yeah. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. I know it. Do you, do you have brothers and sisters alive, Winston? I do. I have, uh, I have just seven, seven boys and four sisters. So there was 11 of us. Sad wow. Died, uh, just over a year ago, on the 23rd of uh, January 2022, and um, you know, I can say one of the reasons is, and I would say that listeners need to understand this. I don't think he took the right medical advice. I think if he had of, he would have been alive today. So you've got to act early, and you've got to take the advice of specialists, so to speak. But no, we're a lucky family. Until that time, in five generations, the only person who died, persons who died, were mum and dad. Oh, wow. Okay. That's amazing. You've got 11 yeah. siblings. Yeah. Um, hey, what's the strangest thing you've ever heard about yourself? <laughs> That's a good well, question. Now, look, I, uh, <laughs> I was forewarned about this question, and I thought, uh, in fact, I've had so many strange things said about myself that I, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Too many? <laughs> and, I don't want to, and I don't want one of the enemies who have made those statements to ever think that I that he got up and got up my skin. So he didn't. So I can't answer that question. Uh, fair enough. Do you do you like to be liked, Winston? I mean, that's the thing with being a politician. At any one time, it's like Muhammad Ali said of boxing, at some stage you're going to get hit in the face and it's going to hurt. And with politics, 50% of the audience all the time at least hates you. Do you, do, you, do you get bothered by that? No, I don't because I began from the beginning knowing that. But the yeah. most important thing, and it also goes for other occupations, it's if you want to be loved and adored, then you've got the wrong profession. But if yeah. you've got the glint of respect in another person's eye, even though they don't like you, if you've got the glint yeah. of respect in that person's eye, and you can see it walking down the street, yeah. uh, that's all you need. You don't need anything else. That's yeah, nice. Yeah. Hey, if you could sit down for dinner with any one person still alive, who would that be? Uh, one person still alive? Um, geez, that's a difficult question. Extraordinarily difficult question. I've met some fascinating people who 
and one was, you know, um, the clerk who handed over to um, Mandela. Oh, right. Realized, oh, yeah. He, he realised the game was up. Mm. I thought mm. myself, it was like Gorbachev realised communism was finished. These sorts of people, they don't get the acclaim that they should, they should get. And yeah. everybody else gets all the medals and all the, the heroics. But they mm. make a stand which dramatically changes the world in, in their time. And yep. those, that's someone that I'd like to spend some time with because I think they've got things to teach you, all the rest. Um, their ambitions and aspirations and almost conform. But it's that yeah. sort of person not, who's not got the plaudits and the acclaim, but whose stance and who, who understood that there is glamour and romance in a thing called principles and stood for them. Nice. Very yeah. nicely said. Like that. We yeah. we could actually talk to you yeah. for four hours, not just half an hour, but we don't have time, unfortunately. However, we do want to hear your musical tastes, what you get romantic to at night, if there is such a thing. <laughs> what what song have you chosen, Winston? Uh, look, I chose this song because I thought, who's been who's the greatest poet of the last century? And mm-hmm. frankly, I believe that uh, Bob Dylan was the greatest poet mm-hmm. in the last century. And he had some famous and fascinating songs. And look, you know, one day, this lady in front of me couldn't get her um, baggage from above the, the rack on the, at, on the airplane, and I helped her to get it down. And her husband turned around to acknowledge it, and guess who it was? Who? Bob who? Dylan. Oh, <laughs> no. Really? It's wow. true. It's wow. true. It was Bob Dylan. And here he was with that, he had that cowboy hat on, you know, like he used to wear. And I thought, oh, my goodness. Oh, nice. Bob I didn't say anything. I thought, you know, it should be modest in my game. <laughs> oh, lovely. Learn. <laughs> You learn nothing to get overawed. Oh. Uh, it was just, just pretty by accident. What anyway, a great story. This, poem, this, this song goes on for about five minutes, 34 seconds. But it is real poetry and it's historic. What a great choice of song. Yeah. Winston, Thank you, thoroughly Winston. enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Lovely to catch up again. See you guys. Kia ora. Cheers. Nice. Winston Peters. This is his song, Joker Man. Is